You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! It's a me, Triviality Podcast, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. How are you guys doing today? I'm here with Jeff, Neil, and uh, that's it from our regular staff. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. And Neil's, Neil's off, Mike. He's just kind of running some audio. You want to say hi really quick? What up? All right. So Neil's uh, floating in the background somewhere. We have a couple guests in studio, our good friends. Dave Fisher, how you doing? How are you, Ken? Great. Dave is uh, Neil's brother, for I those am. who don't know. Yep, I'm Neil's brother. And uh, across from him, Ryan Chidora, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Yeah, these are our good pals. We see them frequently, and they're the biggest uh, video game fans we know. So they're here for a special Nintendo bonus episode. Guys excited? Oh yeah, it should be fun. Very excited. Excellent. And uh, last but certainly not least, coming to us uh, from Skype... All the way from Louisville, Max Miners. I think Guys. third appearance on the show? Yeah, that sounds right. It's either third or fourth. I can't remember. Nice. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I, I looked and the last our last Skype call was um, like a year and three months ago. So that's how long it's been. Oh, wow. <laughs> so thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. And I'm super, super stoked about this topic. I'm something I'm very passionate about. So it's really cool to be able to get to come here and do the lay it on me. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we really appreciate your questions. And uh, really quick, you want to remind everybody about your own podcast? Oh, sure. Um, I do a podcast called Offbeat Tracks, where uh, we talk about forgotten pop music from the 80s and 90s, mostly. Um, stuff that like people who had one radio hit, and we kind of like dive deep into their catalogs, or just people who you kind of barely remember. You're like, oh, I know that song. That's sort of, uh, that's our bread and butter. So yeah, we're Offbeat Tracks, and you can find us anywhere you get podcasts. Very cool. And our in-studio guests, uh, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? I play a lot of video games. It's kind of what I do, video games and movies and TV, the typical uh, 20-something male fantasy is, is my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, occasionally I stream on uh, Mixer.com forward slash Mr. Tapwater. Cool. You can follow me there. And Dave, how about you? What do you do? I play video games all the time. And uh, me and Neil... Um, we grew up playing lots of games together. All day, every yeah. day. All day, every day, we used to play games. Um, In the shadow of the... Uh... Lots of Nintendo. We uh, we had an NES, a Super Nintendo, N64, all that good stuff. So, so we can expect this team sitting to our right to embarrass themselves on this, sh on this show, right? We're going to crush them. Right. 
Absolutely. Okay. I'm imagining. Since, since we just dabble, right? Right, right. So we're going to crush them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so good luck, gentlemen. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> All right. So before we uh, toss it back over to Max, uh, let's get our team names. Uh, so we decided to all select our main guys in uh, Super Smash Brothers as our team name. Yep, the original 64 version. We right. limited ourselves to those 12 characters. So Jeff and I are going to be Yoshi and Ness for Yoshi and Ness. And... Uh, uh, Ryan and Dave are Lincoln Kirby, so they're going to be Lincoln Kirby. Yes. All right, let's toss it over to the rules guy, get the rules, and then we can start the game. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. All right, Max, are you ready? I am so ready. All right, let's begin. All right. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that we have like some actual serious gamers here. I was worried that some of this, especially this round two stuff, was going to be a little obtuse. So I hope you guys are ready for a challenge. But um, Oh, they're serious. Yes. All right. <laughs> very, yes. Very, very serious gamers. Uh, okay. So here is uh, round one, question one. Released over two years earlier than its North American counterpart, what is the Japanese version of the NES called? Yeah, we're, 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 I think we're locked I in. I think we're locked in, yeah. Yikes. Okay, so the Mega Nintendo, Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo Plus, Nintendo Super. Um, it wouldn't just be like... It has to be an act, right? They're, they're just doing a little, uh, little act. I don't know it. Do you? No. Okay. So we're going to go with the Mecha Nintendo, <laughs> which is Super in Japanese. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, so we were locked in with the Famicom or Family Computer. Yes. Short for Family Computer, it's Famicom. Well done. This is going as expected. Yep. <laughs> All right, round one, question two. Red, yellow, blue, white, purple, mushroom, rock, and winged are all varieties of what? I'd say it'd be colors of a console. I don't know, winged. Yeah, <laughs> color mushroom winged. or mushroom. I don't, the mushroom's throwing me off. Yeah. Like I wanted to say Pokemon or something, like something with Pokemon or enemy type in Mario or something, but yes. I, I can't, like I'm trying to think of which enemy type is like all those different types of... Uh, could, of it be, could it be like a harvest moon thing? Could be. There's, all right, we're going we're gonna to lock in with a guess here. Okay. I mean, it could be, yeah, it could be like a Super Mario enemy. Yeah, I'm thinking a Super Mario enemy of some sort. Uh, but would mushroom? You, do, you, do you want to, like... It's, I mean, could, could it be like the Goombas based off of a mushroom and you can also find in these colors? Oh, that yeah, kinda, that, is yeah, that that's, route yeah. Is going? I, I, I feel like it may be, might be. And also, Super Mario Maker might have alternate types of I'm Goombas. A, I'm, a, I'm okay with locking in Goomba. Okay, we'll lock in Goomba. We said uh, maybe where Kirby comes from, there's different kinds of Kirbys. Okay, well, it's definitely not an enemy. Um, in fact, they are your friends, and the more you have of them, the better off you are. Those are all types of Pikmin. Ah, uh, Pikmin. Pikmin. Uh, you never picked them in? I, no, I, I, I've picked them in. You picked <coughs> but, them in in your deck? But, but, uh, you know. It crossed my mind, but I've never played Pikmin. So well, just... yeah, it just wasn't. it's not one of the games that's at the top of my, my mind. Here's round one, question three. Name the game developer whose name comes from a self-published zine that was produced in the late 80s by its two founders. They're best known for being the third-party developer behind the Pokemon series of games. 
Do you remember the thing that comes up when you boot up Pokemon Go? That's a. I think that's a different developer than the Nintendo Pokemon games. So we're, though. we're locked. I, I think, think we're, yeah, so. we're locked oh, in. Just to, just so? to be clear. Do you have a better guess? I'm hiding my answers. Like you guys are gonna look. You're not gonna look. Well, I'm looking. <laughs> They'll look. They'll look. These triviality boys. As Cheaters. Read my chicken scratch anyway. And I would say that I know these triviality boys don't cheat, but I usually fall asleep listening to them. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> a lot. Sick dude. It's a- ASMR. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Nantech? What no, was it? Nan- uh, no. Um, why do I like Nan- Nantech? Right? That's uh, Niantic? <laughs> Niantic. Could be. Right. That's definitely a developer. All right, we're going to go with that. Lincoln Kirby, I forgot who your other player was. Uh, what, what did you say? Uh, yeah, I would like to say that the answer is Game Freak. Niantic is uh, indeed a developer. Um, they developed a mobile game called Ingress. Mm. Which then was purchased and became Pokemon Go. So they are the um, the sort of de facto developers of Pokemon Go. Okay. Uh, but the longtime developers of all the Pokemon console games is in fact Game Freak. Well done. Shucks. <laughs> <laughs> question round one. Question four. What character who was introduced in a 2007 game that was an entry in a long running series lost their mother after leaving home at a young age? and now revisits their home planet every 1000 years. All right. Yeah, I think we're locked in. Okay. So what do you what are the what are the big series? We got Pokémon. Yeah. Mario. Yeah, Zelda. Zelda. Although I think Zelda it doesn't came seem out. like a Zelda thing. No, I don't remember that being in uh in that home one. Home planet. What about No Earthbounds came out or anything like that, I don't, right? 2007, not that I know of. Waluigi? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Waluigi. I don't remember him being in Galaxy, but so Waluigi. Wah! Wah! Um, yeah. So I think um, so. Our answer, um, my my line of thought was that it was Super Mario Galaxy, like a character from that. And the only new character I remember from that is Rosalina, which is the new like princess type character. The objective of the game is to help her get her spaceship back up to power so she can again visit her home planet. It is indeed Rosalina. Well done. Nice. <sighs> <laughs> and, and, and to be, I'll be honest it's with you, I, I didn't play that game, but I own it. And oh, man. I, don't, I, I do not know the story. Okay, moving on. Round one, question five. Name either of the following. Either the final boss of both Doki Doki Panic and Super Mario Brothers 2, who later had a cameo in Link's Awakening. Or the flying villain whose first appearance was as the primary antagonist of Yoshi's Island. I'm trying to think right now. Let me. I'm, I'm, I want to think a little bit, a little bit more. But I think I think I think we're locked in. Actually, I'll just okay. say we're locked in. We just need one, right? Yeah, it's one of the other. Yeah, one. Okay. I, hopefully, this is it. Yeah, just one of the others. Fine. Yep. Yeah. So I haven't really played uh, Mario Two all the way through because it's weird and difficult. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to go with a? Uh, a common Final Fantasy uh, cameo and say Ultros. <laughs> sure. I love Ultros. Let's go Ultros. Um, so so our answer was uh, Chain Chomp. I know uh, there's one of those in Link's, Link's Awakening. Um, I, I did just finish the remastered version of that, but I, I, they're probably, I, I feel like I'm missing someone, but that's the one I'm thinking. If Chain Chomp is the main bad guy in Mario 2, I'm going to flip. Max? <laughs> well, no, it's not Chain Chomp. Okay. Um, and and actually, it's been a minute since I've played Link's Awakening, so I, I'm almost hesitant to get into his cameo because I don't want to get roasted for being wrong about this. But as I recall, 
Um, you find him in an underground chamber in Link's Awakening, and he teaches you a song that helps you, like an optional song in the game. Um, but uh, this is the the Doki Doki Panic in Super Mario Bros. 2 guy is a big, fat, anthropomorphic frog, and his name is Wart. Mm-hmm. And then the flying villain, who uh, first appeared as the primary antagonist of Yoshi's Island and um, is basically a supercharged magic Koopa. He's a, he looks like a flying Koopa that wears a cape and he's on a broom. Yeah. Uh, his name is Kamek. Yeah, I didn't know any of those. Yeah, I didn't know his name, but I know, like, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, after five questions, we have a big Yoshi egg, which is zero. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys have 30, I believe, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. Question six, please. Uh, so, round one, question six. Who starred as Squeegee Horneo, an adult version of Luigi, in the 1993 pornographic film Super Horneo Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Right? Uh, what? The guy. Sure. Yeah. Okay, we're in. Um, this is going to be our first points. What's his name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. You guys locked? Yeah, we're locked in. All right, so we're saying uh, the man himself, Ron Jeremy. We were also going to say Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy is absolutely correct. And uh, <laughs> really the only reason I put this question in is so that I could um, tell the weird story that uh, Ron Jeremy released a record for Record Store Day um, back in 2013. And uh, that's me introducing him on the beginning of the record. There was a weird series of events that led to that really? happening. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm on I'm on a record with Ron Jeremy. And if you look on the Discogs page, it's there even and everything. There you go. I did nice. one with uh, Mick Foley, the wrestler, also. I was on his. Very list. cool. But yeah. I do want to say, uh, just for the record, Steel. that all four of these gentlemen locked in very quickly <laughs> <laughs> on that one. So, Mick Foley, is that ma- that's Mankind, correct? Yeah. yeah. That's him. Yeah. So thanks, Max. Uh, first points on the porno question. Mm-hmm. Yep. Figur- figured that would be a gimme. Makes so us look you're, real you're good. My gift to you. He does look like a Mario brother, so, I mean. Yeah, really. I mean. Who else were they going to call, right? Yeah. Like a Mario brother after they retire. Yeah. All right. Question seven. Round one, question seven. It was revealed in a 1998 game that two witches named Kome and Kotake were the surrogate mothers of what legendary villain? I don't have a problem with that. I think I'm I kind of remember of... this one, so I'm locked. <clears throat> yeah. What games came out in 98? Yeah. They're locked in. Was it Majora's Mask? No. No, no was 98 was Ocarina. Ocarina's 98? I th- I guess yeah, it was 98. It was. Yeah, it was 98. I'm trying to think what was else was big in 98. That's the problem with with that. Is that... I mean, I think that was Banjo-Kazooie 98, but that wasn't like a legendary villain. There's was witches it? in there, though, right? My best guess is, yeah, we is, is, Ganon, is Ganondorf. So. If it ends up being Banjo-Kazooie, I would be mad, because there are two witches in that, one of which is the primary antagonist, but... Yeah, well, the uh, the two witches are the uh, bosses of the Spirit Temple, I believe, in Ocarina of Time. So we said Ganondorf. Yeah. Yeah, you guys both pick, p- picked up uh, on my hint there. Legendary villain from The Legend of Zelda. It is indeed Ganondorf. Very good. Okay, uh, round one, question eight. The four best-selling titles of all time for the GameCube are, in order, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Mario Kart Double Dash, Super Mario Sunshine, and The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Which GameCube launch title is the fifth? I, I think I know what it is. Okay, we're going to lock in here. I kind of remember something about the uh, GameCube. Let's just go through the pack-ins real quick, though. Sure. Because th- those count. The pack-ins in, count? Uh, in the domestic product. But we he had... said it was a launch title. Sure, but what launch titles were pack-ins? I think, I, I really, I feel strong right, yeah, we'll, about we'll it. Go, yeah, we'll go, we'll lock in Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Okay, uh, I remember uh, there was a big uh, hubbub about the return of Metroid, so we said Metroid. 
this one is going to be points for Lincoln Kirby. It is, in fact, Luigi's Mansion. Good call. Uh, yes. Okay, this is round one, question nine. <clears throat> this is going to be a who am I question. I am a pilot and a bounty hunter who earned my honorific name during my time as an officer in the Internova Police Force. I've used a few aliases here and there, including Douglas J., Bart Lemming, and Rick Wheeler. Nintendo originally wanted me to be the mascot for the Super Nintendo, but other than the fact that my first game was a launch title for it, that didn't really pan out. In fact, I didn't even technically appear in my first game other than on the box art and in the instruction manual. Other than my main series, I'm known for having appeared in every installment of Super Smash Brothers. Who am I? Reluctant. Mm. Um, well, it's not Star Fox. It was yeah. not a SNES launch title. Uh, I don't know anything much about Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, it's Captain. This is like, I, I was thinking Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon? For some reason. Was he in the original? Well, no. When, uh, He's in all the Smash Brothers thing. But was that a launch game of the SNES? I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't a Super FX chip. Maybe I'm just making that up. Because that showed off not blast processing the other one. Yeah. Whatever Yeah. marketing that was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that was a Super FX chip now that I'm thinking about it. Because it was like shown yeah. off as like, this is yeah. the game. Yeah. Yeah, let's roll with that. All right. Falco was introduced in Melee, for the record. So you're going with Captain Falcon? Yes. We're yes. going with Captain Falcon. The Super FX chip um, was used in Star Fox. But it was not used in F Zero. The correct answer is Captain Falcon. I got my own head there. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that was a that was a mind bender. <laughs> Fox was my trap answer though, so my my ploy worked anyway, kind of. Except you both got it right, so good <laughs> job. Uh, all right, so this is the final question of round one. F Zero was one of the five launch titles for Super Nintendo in the United States. Three of the others were Super Mario World, Sim City, and Gradius Three. Name the fifth launch title, a first-party Nintendo title, and the first in a series of so far three games. The second one was a launch title for the Nintendo 64, and the third one was a launch title for the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, I know this. Okay. Yeah. You, 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 if you know what that is. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. locking it in. We're going to say uh, Donkey Kong Country. We're going to say Pilot Wings. Yes. The answer is Pilot Wings. Well yes. done. I remember getting that on Christmas Day. Uh, I, like I think it was rented because I got the N sixty four for Christmas that year, and uh, my grandmother filled my present with with underwear instead. And she's like, oh, "Well, why don't you go in the trunk of my car and see what's in there?" And it was a rented version of Pilot Wings. Uh, so then she just locked you in the trunk. And then she locked me in the trunk for for hours, and I couldn't play my system. <laughs> You're, I'll t- that's I'll tell you how cool my mom was when I was a kid. That I think one of the coolest things she ever did for my brother and me. We used to rent the same copy of Banjo-Kazooie from Blockbuster, and we had a save game on it. And um, she went to the Blockbuster, and they sold her that copy, and she gave that to us for Christmas. That's, um, oh, that's awesome. Have, yeah, that's yeah, nice. I really have cool. a Blockbuster box. Like, no, with, but nobody ever wiped your save? Nobody ever wiped our save because we kept oh. renting the same copy. But that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's I mean, you, you get one person that gets in there, they wipe everything. Just ruin your whole life. Yeah, at so that, age. that that was that's the the cool mom that I had. That she like knew how important that was. That's, a, that's attention to detail. Yeah, that's that a, yeah. Most mothers wouldn't have. No, video yeah. games. <laughs> All right. Well, at the end of the first round, we have thirty over eight. Ocean Ness. How about you guys? We have uh, eighty points. Ooh. All right. Lincoln Kirby, commanding lead so far, as expected. Let's go into the swing round. And you said this was actually going to be fifteen questions this time, and we're going to do three points apiece. 
That's correct. Um, yes, we are going to do a, an audio swing round because everybody knows that um, the best part about Nintendo is the game music, right? Um, everybody yeah. has a lot of fond memories about game music. So, um, yeah, since this is a special laid on me, um, we're going to do kind of a bloated swing round with 15 questions. Uh, I'm going to be playing short clips of songs from games um, for you guys. And um, for the rest of this game, I, I had tried to kind of stick to first party Nintendo stuff. So I, I let that lax a little bit for this audio round. Um, so these games did not were not necessarily exclusive to Nintendo platforms that you're going to hear. Um, but all the versions that you're going to hear are the versions that were on Nintendo systems. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. Yep. Okay. Uh, you guys ready? Yep. Yep. Okay. Here is uh, track number one. Uh, this is from 1991. frustrating yep all righty uh here is uh question number two 2002 by the way 2002 uh okay here is question three this one is from 1986 Question four, this is from 1991. All right, question five. This one is from 2017. Question six. This one is from 1997. Definitely racing something for that song (laughs) in a non-racing game. Okay, this is uh, number seven. This is from sleep to that song yeah that's a good one all right here's number eight uh this is technically from 2010 but not released in the united states till 2012 okay number Number nine is from 1990. 
This is number 10, and it's from 1991. Here's number 11. This is from 1994. All right. This is number 12 from 2005. Here's number 13 from 1997. Well, at least we got one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sweating just thinking about this. Here's number 14. This is from 2001. Right, and last one here's number 15 um again from 1991 i have no idea how i ended up with four songs from 1991 guess it was just a good year for video game music there you go number 15 We'll consider these uh, these songs for a little bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All the answers are now locked in, so let's get the uh, songs one more time. We'll give our answers. Uh, number one from 1991. Uh, who had a guess on this one? Uh, we said Street Fighter 2. Uh, we went with uh, Ninja Gaiden. It is Street Fighter 2. That's the Chun-Li stage. Hey. Well done. Okay, 2002. What about this one? Okay. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. We went with uh, Super Mario Sunshine. And we just guessed uh, Paper Mario over at Yoshi Ness. That is, in fact, the Delfino Plaza theme from Super Mario Sunshine. Well done. All right, how about 1986? This was question three. What do we think there? 
Yoshiness says, uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Uh, I say, uh, like, Mega Man. Uh, that is, in fact, Marble Madness. Mm, Marble great Madness. game. Great game, great soundtrack. Okay, number four from 1991. Like the most 90s cut of music imaginable. All right, Yoshin Ness says F-Zero. Uh, Lincoln Kirby went with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'll go on and give that to you. It, it is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Turtles in Time was the Turtles name of that game. Yeah, that's yeah. Sewer Surfing from that game. Mm. Love it. Thank okay, you. 2017. So it's question four. Excuse me, question five. All right, Yosha Ness said Mario Odyssey. And uh, Lincoln Kirby says Splatoon 2. Splatoon 2 is exactly right. Um, I put this in uh, just as kind of a ha-ha for my best friend and me because, like, this is the game that plays, or this is the music that plays on the load screen when you're waiting to Oh, yeah. Match. I wanted to move the right stick to modulate it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. When I heard it. And our, our <laughs> shtick has always been to just, like, make up really horrible dark lyrics while that's playing. <laughs> like, your parents only love you because they kind of have <laughs> that's great so yes love it okay uh from 1997 this was number six kind of the uh the uh cotton eye joe of the nintendo 64 if you will yeah right uh yoshiness said uh final fantasy 4 it kind of sounds like a precursor to the chocobo theme so <laughs> oh nice and, and uh lincoln kirby said banjo kazooie no, both good guesses, um, and you guys are closer because it is a game made by Rare, but this was a, a demolition game called Blast Core. Ah. Mm. Was most, that Grant Kirkhope? The most male idea for a video game ever. A nuclear wow. missile is on a set path, and so uh, rather than figuring out a way to shut it off, we'll just destroy everything in its path so that it doesn't blow anything up, which doesn't make a whole <laughs> lot of sense, sense because then the missile didn't blow up, but the entire town is destroyed anyway, so whatever. Um, okay, number seven. This is from 1995. <laughs> Ken, you were really into this one. Yeah, it's very peaceful. Uh, the uh, video game that I associate with nice, peaceful music like this is uh, Donkey Kong Country. You can go for yeah, it. Yeah, I was just... Uh, we said Chrono Trigger. Oh, okay. Uh, this is actually Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh, okay. So uh, it's Sticker Brush Symphony, but um, I'll go on and give you guys the point. That's fine. You, you, were, you were very, very, very close, so I'll give you the point. Thank you. We'll count it. Okay, uh... Number uh, eight. This is from 2010 slash 2012. Yeah, so Yoshiness, uh, we really didn't know. Since it was delayed in Japan for a while, we figured it would be kind of a semi-popular game here, so we said Fire Emblem. Okay. Uh, Lincoln Kirby went with Xenoblade Chronicles Cross. Xenoblade Chronicles is absolutely correct. That's the main title theme from the, Z the first Xenoblade Chronicles game. Okay, so this is the one that none of my playtesters got, and I did not expect anybody to get, but I put it in because I think this is so funny. Uh, this is uh, number nine from 1990. So what did you guys put for uh, this extremely upbeat jam? Yeah, so this question was difficult, and uh, I picked a difficult game in Contra. Uh, Lincoln Kirby went with uh, Double Dragon. So believe it or not, <laughs> this is actually the title screen from the NES version of Pictionary. Huh? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for some <laughs> puzzles? <laughs> uh, okay, this um, this is number 10, uh, another one of my 1991 tracks. So what did we say for this one? Uh, this one is a little spoopy, so we said uh, Castlevania. Uh, Looking Kirby also said Castlevania. 
Wow. Okay, I'm, I'm actually surprised neither of you got this. Uh, this is the Light World Dungeon theme from The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Mm. Interesting. See, I, I was thinking, uh, like, themes. I think I probably should have been thinking more different songs in the it games. It sounds like a Zelda song. It does, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is number 11. This was from 1994. <laughs> Ken said, this one made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a little annoying, and uh, I don't like going to the doctor, so I said Dr. Mario. Oh, interesting. I can't read the Go oh, ahead. Sorry, I, I, I was, I, I think Kirby says Earthbound. Earthbound is absolutely correct. And uh, I think the yeah. discomfort you're feeling is correct because uh, the title of that song is specifically Battle Against a Weird Opponent. <laughs> so I think you're supposed to feel a little unsettled. That's okay. I don't want Mario checking my plumbing anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is number 12. This is from 2005. What do we think here? Uh... Pokemon Moon. I don't know. Um, Link and Kirby went with Chibi Robo. Interesting. So what if I told you this is the fifth best-selling game for the Nintendo DS, and anytime you've ever been used video game shopping, you have seen 300 copies of this game in a bin for a dollar? Don't know. I wanted Ooh. to pick something that was so deliciously Animal Nintendo, Crossing. so undeniably Nintendo, but that people wouldn't think to include in this. Uh, that is the title theme from Brain Age. Brain ah. Age. And what year was that? 2005. 2005. Yeah. The yeah, DS game that everybody that had sense, but nobody yeah. wanted. I always, I love that game, so I don't, yeah, I, I like that I game. I loved it too, but there, I mean. <laughs> Dave has 12 they... copies in the Steelbook <laughs> well, format. I, no, I want, I want the, the Switch version to be localized already. I'm tired of it being only Japan. <laughs> all right, number 13. Uh, this is 1997. I saw pens flying very quickly on this. I think we all knew this one. Yeah, I know my colleague here, Jeff, was an odd job. Um, we went with Goldeneye. We also went with Goldeneye. Yes, that is the facility music from Goldeneye. Well done. Okay, this one was also pretty fast moving. This is 2001. Number 14. Yosha Ness thought this was pretty epic, so we went with uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah, uh, Lincoln Kirby also went with Super Smash Brothers Melee. That is absolutely correct. That's the title theme from Super Smash Brothers Melee. It's and the only, only GameCube game I own, and I only ever played it on Wii. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, and the last one, number 15, this is 1991. Just a guess, uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Okay. I wouldn't mind waking up to the song. It sounds so familiar. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say like we don't have an answer, right? I mean, I put the yeah. same thing you wrote. Yeah, but I'm, I'm for some reason I'm having a thought. If you have right a guess, now. go for it. I'm going. I want to say it's like a Yoshi game. I don't know the name of That's it. That's not the. But I know. But <laughs> you like, can't I, just I, say I, Yoshi. I, game. Fine. Then we'll go with what our answer we kind of came up with, which was Final Fantasy, like something. We don't. Yeah. You know. Final Fantasy something. something. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> Three. I don't know. Four. Three. Okay. Uh, so nobody's got this one. I included this one and put it last because this is a cut by my all-time favorite video game music composer. Her name's Soyo Oka. She did all the music for Super Mario Kart and a couple of other like legendary series. But uh, that is the village theme from SimCity for the Super Nintendo. Ah. After those uh, 15 questions, we got uh, four right. So that gives us 12 points for 42 total. Still lagging behind. And uh, Lincoln Kirby has 101 total. They got seven of those correct. That's correct. Yeah. All right. So round two, question one. 
Within one year, the final two Game Boy games were Japan-exclusive titles that were released on March 31st of what year? And we are talking original OG Game Boy. Okay, I think it's going to be later than you think. Yeah, we're locked in. We're locked in. Um, The GBA was, what, 2001? Mm -hmm. I mean, I would even say this could be like 2004. Oh, yeah. I was was thinking 2003, 2004. So what do you want to lock in with? Uh, Let's do... no, 2003? Yeah, I'm go, I'll go with 2003. I'm good. We, well, oh, it's well, uh, 2005. Yeah. We locked in at 2003. Yes, 2003. I did not anticipate both teams overshooting it. That's interesting. Uh, they both came out on March 31st of 2001. <clears throat> oh. mm, a little too late. Yeah, we both thought it was too late. <laughs> All right, round two, question two. This action-adventure game that was developed and published by Nintendo in 1990 allows you to play as a young man named Mike Jones who is searching for his Uncle Steven on Sea Island with a yo-yo as his main weapon. A sequel that was subtitled Zoda's Revenge was released in 1994. Name this game. Is that a game? I, I think it is. I don't All right, we're locked in. <laughs> I don't go for it. Lock it in. Uh, I'll lock it in. Um, all right, so uh, our answer is Monster Boy. I have no idea, so I'm just going to give a shout-out to Dynamite Hetty. Do you remember that one? Uh, I, no, no, no. I do not either. <laughs> but cool. I appreciate both those shout outs. I'll make um, sure no, I have that no, right. This one. Um, this was actually included on the NES Mini, and I believe it's also in the games that you can play, the NES games that you can play if you have Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, this was called Star Tropics. Mm. Uh, it's very played. difficult, but very fun. Mm. Okay, round two, question three. You play as gang leader Jill, the daughter of Doug who's been kidnapped by a rival gang called the Skulkers. You must use Jill's special vehicle, the name of which is also the game's title, to save her dad and recover the Red Diamond. Name this 2006 action platformer a Game Boy Advance exclusive. 2006. It sounds insane. It is. It's named after the car, right? Yeah, it's named after the like the, whatever the car is. Um, I don't think there are any cars in Fire Emblem games. No. Um, and GBA is the other factor you got to think about. Did you want to lock something in? Yeah, we can lock in. What was the first one you said? I know that it wasn't it, though. It's not Fire Emblem. What was the other one? You you're mentioning I something. I don't remember. I don't. It was um, so bad, I don't remember. Crazy Taxi. Um, I don't I don't know. Um, Do you want to just put Fire Emblem just to yeah, that's something? Fine. Yeah, we just we'll put lock Fire, in Fire Emblem. Emblem. Yeah. We put Cool Car. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so Jill's special vehicle allowed her to like bore through rock and walls and stuff as she chased enemies. Uh, and her vehicle and the name of the game was Drill Dozer. Drill Dozer. Uh, Drill Dozer. That was not the game I was thinking of. It is a great game. Highly recommended. And I believe it's on uh, Wii U Virtual Console also. <laughs> All right. Round two. Question four. In what first party Nintendo arcade game that was later ported to the NES... Do you play as an exterminator named Stanley? Okay, we're locked in. I, I feel like I know this. Um, I remember seeing with like a, you know, like a, you know, whatever that, you know, like it's a, a, like a something, thing. Something, yeah, something, yeah. he's like pumping gas out. I'm trying to think what it is though. I know I've, I've seen it. I've probably played it. Um, and it was an arcade game. I'm just going to say, you know, obviously I'm just going to say Mario Brothers. I, I know it's not the right thing, but sure. You know. I'm saying uh, Dig Dug, because he's an exterminator in a way. He just pumps people full of air, and they explode. Yeah. Huh. So um, I, I asked this question because the villain is kind of the face of this series, um, and you kind of forget that the protagonist changed out for the third entry. This was Donkey Kong 3. 
<sighs> you're Stanley the Exterminator, and you're having to use the the pump apparatus you were yeah. talking about to move Donkey Kong up, make him climb some yep. lines. Yep. And yeah, I remember that. I just didn't. I just didn't. I didn't, right. I didn't connect the Donkey Kong. Make the Donkey Kong connection. That's the <laughs> that's the problem. All right, round two, question five. Following this is kind of a long question, so buckle in. Following the success of Donkey Kong in 1981, Nintendo's next release puts you in the pilot seat as Mr. You, flying your bi- your biplane around and trying to save a royal family and their animal friends from a bunch of angry jumping gorillas. They deployed 10 cabinets of this game in the Seattle area to lackluster response. It was quickly pulled and the cabinets were repurposed. In 2016, however, Nintendo shockingly allowed arcade enthusiasts into their vault and gave them access to the only remaining copy of this game, allowing them to photograph the cabinet and build a reproduction. Name this revived from the dead game, which, thanks to this renewed interest, you can also now purchase on the Switch eShop. That's a great story. I wish I knew the yeah, answer. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, it does sound great. To fly a biplane over gorillas attacking? You know. I can't believe I haven't heard this yeah, story yeah, it's a great since story. it was so recent. Yeah. Now we're locked in. I'm just, yeah, we're just going to say, like, plain game. <laughs> All right, we're going with Jane Goodall's Hellish Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I, I actually had the fortune to play this. Um, these guys brought their reproduction cabinet to Louisville Arcade Expo a couple years ago, and so I've played the one and only, and it's a great game. Uh, it is called Sky Skipper. All right, round two, question six, and this is kind of a follow-up. The decommissioned Sky Skipper cabinets were all repurposed into cabinets for what game that was a big hit for Nintendo in 1982. Its title character was originally supposed to be the player character in Donkey Kong, but Nintendo had been unable to obtain the licensing agreement from King Features Syndicate in time. We had this before, like who the original character was supposed to be in uh, in Donkey Kong. Oh, it was a, like there's a originally supposed to be and then it got replaced with? Yeah. How old is that game that I just wrote down? Let's go with... Uh, Bugs Bunny. And uh, we're going to go with Kid Icarus. Uh, so this is um, definitely one of the more difficult games in Nintendo's arcade catalog, especially. Um, and Donkey Kong was originally supposed to be Bluto. Um, and you would have been saving olive oil. This is Popeye. Popeye. Oh, That's right. Popeye. Mm. We had this. I don't remember this. I do. This is a poor showing in, yeah, yeah, in this, round two. Yeah, round two is terrible. For all parties. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys it was going to get serious in round two. All right. Uh, round two, question seven. Of the 70-plus characters in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, <laughs> which one has been around longer than all of the others, making their debut on April 28th, 1980, beating Donkey Kong by over a year, and Pac-Man by just under a month? So is that... Um, you guys are in? Yes. Yeah. We're locked in. Okay. Is that Nintendo uh, sales bot in the sales bot? You know what I mean? I don't remember. It's like that, that robot character from the commercials. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I was trying to think of like, like the, just the ones that are like poorly animated, but like Game & Watch isn't that old, is it? Do you know, you know what I'm talking about with the sales bot, right? No, I don't. That Nintendo bot. Rob? Is that oh, his name? Oh, Rob? Could be Rob. All right, we're going to go with R-O-B. Rob. Uh, we locked in with uh, Mr. Game to Watch. The title of the game was Ball. And uh, Ken, you asked me before who my main is, and I didn't want to answer. And this is why, because my main in Smash is Mr. Game and Watch. Shh. Point. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> or that, like one, one score. We scored one. We got one right. That's correct. Very good. Uh, 
I have to give a shout out to my other game and watch mains. There are literally ones of us. Flat gang represent. <laughs> uh, round two, question eight. The names of three characters in Smash Ultimate, all of whom are from different franchises, begin with the same three letters. Name all three characters. Yeah, so the three letters we were thinking of were M-A-R, so Mario, Marth, and then Maribel? I don't know. The third one is escaping us. So we also had M-A-R with Mario and Marth and couldn't think of the third. So you guys both fell into the trap. Yeah, Mario and Marth do indeed both start with M-A-R, but they're the only two. Uh, what you're looking for here are Lucas, Lucario, and Lucina. Mm, yeah. Brutal. Love that question. It's <laughs> a good question. Thank you. Uh, all right. Round two, question nine. I was the longtime mascot of Nintendo Power Magazine in which I had my own comic strip. I also had my own funky bowling game on the Virtual Boy, and the character Lark in Pilot Wing 64 is pretty much me with a different name. My real name is a play off of a common nickname for Nintendo's first U.S. console, but please don't confuse me with that kid from Earthbound. Who am I? Could it be? Could it be Rob? Yeah, I mean, it could. did Rob have a bowling game on Virtual Boy? I don't, I don't think know. So. I mean, when I think of Lark, it's that dude that was like had the yellow suit on Pilot Wings. He said Pilot Wings, right? Yeah, I did. Pilot Wing 64, yes. Yeah, so I mean, he's that guy with the big, you know, he's like the big dude that had like the yellow suit. I know Wario's Woods. Wario didn't have a bowling game, did he? No, he he didn't. Well, yeah, but he's not in Pilot Wings either. Or he's not like, I guess he, well, mm. he was yellow. You mentioned the yellow guy in Pilot Wings. But he also doesn't have uh, like the nest, you know, the nest connection. I guess, but the, what, what uh, besides Rob has a Ness connection? I don't. That's that. I, that's why I. I, I what is I Ned? I don't know. What is Ned? I don't know. That is an actual <laughs> thing. Ned might be I'd the name of the put character. Rob the Ned. You can put Rob. That's fine. We'll lock in with Rob. Um, we can lock in with Rob. It's okay. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about Ned? That it's... I, I. I mean, it would be like a character, for, like you know, adjacent Actually, to how gamers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Ned. There you go. I don't know. Oakley, I, just, I, I, it's, it's, it's a very difficult. It's question. better than our guess. Okay, it's yeah. so. Yeah. So Ned, we gotta, you can go with I Rob. We gotta put Rob. I, Ned fine. isn't the thing. That's fine. You can put Rob. If it's, it's Ned, it's I'll not, eat my hat. It's, uh, okay. I'll so buy a hat and eat it. They say <laughs> Rob, and we say the nickname for the NES is NES. So we said Nest. <laughs> oh, this is painful for me. You're, you guys were so close. Um, you guys were close. You guys being the, the, the team closer to me, Ken and Jeff. Um, Was it just you're Ness? closer than you think you are. With one uh, S? So the character you were thinking of from Pilot Wing 64, the, the big guy, that's Hawk. Oh, okay. Uh, Clark was the tiny uh, male character. Um, and this dude was like the funky, like, teenage, cool, hip mascot of Nintendo Power. And his name was Nestor. Oh, Nestor. As in Nestor's Funky Bowling, which is a, a way better game than it deserves to be. But uh, I have to say, the idea of a Rob Bowling game is hilarious, and that is a missed opportunity, and they should have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, this is the last regular round question. Uh, so here we go, round two, question ten. As a fundraising gimmick at the annual Games Done Quick speedrunning event, donors may pledge their donations to either save the animals or kill the animals. The outcome of this poll determines some of the final actions taken by the player who runs what 1994 game at the end of the event. And I will add the personal caveat that uh, kill the animals I've always found kind of kind of a misnomer. Um, it just doesn't have the same ring as let the animals die, which is more accurate to what actually happens in the game. Kind of think of Sonic when like you pop yeah. on the robots and then the animals <laughs> hop off, but that's not it. The chows. Uh, yeah, I was thinking, Chows came to my mind Save right away. The animals. It's not it. 
Yeah, it's not coming to me. Tap. All right. Uh, we locked in with Donkey Kong Country. So the save the animals, kill the animals uh, comes from the fact that as you are escaping from the base, you run by some animals that have helped you along your quest, and you can either stop and uh, release them so that they can escape, uh, or you can just sort of leave them to die when the base slash planet explodes. This is Super Metroid. Ah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we uh, we got annihilated in that second round, so we're still at 42. I think you guys got, yeah, we one? got one question. Yeah. Yes. So you're at 111. <laughs> Did not anticipate it being that difficult, but wow. Uh, Okay, Um, so we are at the final round. I'm going to give you the categories, and then you guys can make your wagers just like in a standard triviality game. So your five categories for the final round are Animal Crossing, Wild World, City Folk, New Leaf, and New Horizons. All right, the bets are locked in. Okay, here is question one of the final round, Animal Crossing. Which character in the Animal Crossing series is named Shizue in the Japanese versions of the games? And Shizue is spelled S-H-I-Z-U-E in, um, like, Romanized Japanese, if that helps. Okay, uh, question two, Wild World. What 1993 title was the first game to feature Luigi as the main and sole protagonist, despite him not being the title character? Question three, City Folk. One of the levels in Super Mario Odyssey puts Mario into a booming metropolis called New Donk City. What OG character in the Mario canon serves as the mayor of New Donk City? All right, question four, New Leaf. In Super Mario Brothers 3, picking up the brown leaf puts Mario in a suit that's named after what animal, which is known in English as the Japanese raccoon dog? A principal character in the Animal Crossing series also derives their name from the Japanese name. And question five, New Horizons. In a rare branch into non-video game industry, Nintendo purchased which American professional sports team in 1992? It was the team's sole owner until 2016 when it sold off 90% of the shares to another company. It still owns 10% of this team. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off. An eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. 
Okay, uh, all the answers are now in. So let's uh, get the questions one more time. We'll give our answers. Okay, sounds good. So uh, the final round, question one in Animal Crossing. Which character in the Animal Crossing series is named Shizue in the Japanese versions of the games? Uh, we are going to go with Isabel for 10 points. And we're going to go with uh, Rossetti. How many points? For, for 10 points. Okay, well, Yoshin Ness, you definitely picked up on the hint of Shizue looking a lot like Shih Tzu. Yep, it's Isabel. Good job. Mm. An anthropomorphic yellow Shih Tzu. Uh, question two, Wild World. What 1993 title was the first game to feature Luigi as the main protagonist, main and sole protagonist, despite him not being the title character? Yeah, no idea on this one. So for another 10 points, we're going to go with Adventures in Plumbing. <laughs> and for 10 points, we went with Hotel Mario. Oh, wow. The Philips CDI game. I almost wrote some questions about those, but decided not to leave them out, which, <laughs> you know, Mario. they should have decided Hotel to Mario. not release those. Um, no, this is, uh, the clue here was Wild World, because you are a world traveler trying to find your buddy. This was Mario is Missing. Mm. I remember it, not liking it. Kind of an edutainment <laughs> sort of game, but it's still, I think it's still pretty fun. Uh, okay, question three, City Folk. One of the levels in Super Mario Odyssey puts Mario into a booming metropolis called New Donk City. What OG character in the Mario canon serves as the mayor of New Donk City? This is for zero points. Yeah, it's like, I think, Pauline or something like that. Pauline. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we were for 10 points going to say Paulina. So uh, Yosha Ness are going to get points on this. Her name is Pauline. And, yes, uh, she is the damsel in distress from uh, the original Donkey Kong. And... Many uh, video game historians argue that Pauline is the first female character to ever have a speaking role in a video game because of the speech bubble that comes out of her mouth that says help. <laughs> <laughs> sadly, real tenuous. Sadly, we did not wager. And so no this, points like her coming back is a very that's a great example of why I love Nintendo, like them bringing Pauline back to put her in Super Mario Odyssey was just so cool. I love when Nintendo does stuff like that. They respect their own canon. They really, really do. Okay, question four. New leaf. In Super Mario Bros. 3, picking up the brown leaf puts Mario in a suit that's named after what animal, which is known in English as the Japanese raccoon dog. A principal character in the Animal Crossing series also derives their name from the Japanese name. I have no idea what this animal is called, uh, so I said Inu Panda. And for ten points, we went with uh, Tanuki. Well, the Animal Crossing character is Tom Nook. It is indeed the Tanuki. And finally, New Horizons. In a rare branch into non-video game industry, Nintendo purchased which American professional sports team in 1992? It was the team's sole owner until 2016 when it sold off 90% of the shares to another company. It still owns 10% of the team. Uh, we are just going to guess uh, a baseball team. Uh, we didn't hear the American part, so we said for 10 points, the Blue Jays. Whoops. <laughs> uh, for 10 points, we went with the Seattle Mariners. Well, the two bits of knowledge that will help you here is uh, what is one sport that only America and Japan care about and the rest of the world doesn't? And where is Nintendo of America located? So putting those two things together, the answer is the Seattle Mariners. Well done. So we took a hit of uh, 20 points on that final round, bringing us to 22. Okay. Uh, the other guys over at Lincoln Kirby... Took a hit of 10 points, but that's okay, because their total score is 101, making them today's cream of the crap. The cream of the crop! Oh, yeah. 
Looks like uh, you guys took a little trip down to Lan Lan Ranch to get some of that cream, huh? Yeah, that's right. Ah, nice. Well, uh, thank you guys for joining us and playing today. You were victorious, as expected, (laughs) even though I talked some smack at the front of the uh, show. So thanks again for joining us. You're welcome. That that second round definitely uh, demolished us. All right. Well, see you guys uh, soon, you know? Hopefully. Absolutely. Probably Saturday. All right. (laughs) And uh, Max, thank you again for uh, hosting this excellent game. Oh, it was my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. We always enjoy having you on the show, so feel free to come back whenever you want. I appreciate it, buddy. All right. Well, that will conclude today's game for Max, Dave, Ryan, Jeff, Neil, not Matt, and myself, Ken. That was Triviality Nintendo Edition. Slaughtering gorillas in a yeah. biplane. Yeah. I can like see it. They really hate apes. They really hate apes at Nintendo.